Welcome back to another edition of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Inferna. We're at Forts Athletics. We equip coaches and athletes with the tools they seek out in order to achieve their unique and specific goals. And we are recording here on Friday, April 15th on our way to school. Even though there's no school, some of us still go to school. And it's a beautiful day. Hopefully the the sun stays out. We've got a Friday afternoon meet here on this Easter weekend. And uh, what I wanted to touch base and talk about today is something that uh, struck me as interesting. And um, just kind of had to think about it for a little bit. A couple weeks ago, I had a couple of holistic coaching calls with some clients and we were talking a lot about uh, meat selection and how these specific athletes select meats and how to try and, and put some focus and emphasis on you know different things to work on uh, for the competitions. And, and one of the suggestions that I shared with, with an athlete was, you know, if, if you have difficulty trying to incorporate some of the visualization and imagery, techniques that we talk about uh, in every like meet high stress high uh, high stress high stakes type situations you know, maybe enter and compete in you know smaller local meets in the area where you can focus more on and put some some energy towards these mental skills because uh, what what two of the athletes told me was that and during warm-ups everything is okay and then they tend to revert back to old habits and old routines once competition happens and uh, things go really well during the week is what's what was suggested or suggested rather and they talk about uh, you know how they incorporate the different techniques what they do uh, how it makes them feel all those things uh, and then I said, you know, what makes it really difficult in competition? Like, what happens when you're called in round one that doesn't allow you to keep the same mental sharpness? And uh, they said, a lack of engagement in competition. Now, these are the same conversations where the meets are high stress and high stakes, yet there's a little bit of um, disconnect with engagement and I said well what do you like what do you mean like well you know we know that they're routine and we you know we have to compete in these particular competitions now mind you they're not these are um, American born throwers but compete for other countries compete for their nations Uh, so uh, are you know their nations where their parents were born and so on and, and and what have you but I don't want to get into that too much as to the the um rhyme and reason that they need to compete in these like national meets uh this kind of like circuits that they have anyway so they're high stakes is what they were explaining to me yet there's a bit of lack of engagement because of the difference in competition level so the more i asked you know tell me more tell me more tell me more uh looking past old results you know these competitions athletes were winning by you know, depending on the event, four, five, six, ten meters. 
the throwing events. So then it, the more they told me, the more it made me understand, okay, what exactly is going on in regards to their engagement. So I shared some strategies with them to, to think about and kind of put in their toolbox for when they get to competitions like this, where the outcomes are pretty inevitable. I mean, if you're throwing the hammer or discus five to 10 meters farther than the competition uh, on a consistent basis, or in some instances, there's like a 10 meter gap, um, minus some catastrophic situation happening in the circle, there's a good chance you're going to win. So the, engage, the, the lack of engagement came from, you know, just not, you know, having to go through the motion. So we talked about the purpose or their purpose, like why, why they're competing, like why uh, this particular meet needs to happen. So we know that they, they have to based on their, you know, national governing bodies and things. But then also use that competition as a reward for all that work that they put in during the week. And I've talked about that um, in other podcasts, but there really is something to the brain science when we talk about you, you put so much emphasis, so much work, hours and hours and hours for those three to six throws in competition, sometimes 12 if you're a collegiate athlete or 18. Um, but there is something to using those competitions as a way to reward yourself for job well done during uh, during the se- during the week rather excuse me um, and then also trying to figure out during the week like knowing that we're going to go to this competition uh, another strategy is try and pick one or two things that they might feel uncomfortable incorporating in another meet for example let's say a more more high stakes competition where um, you know, they might have, uh, I don't know, they might need the PR in order to make the finals type of situation. And I've talked about that in the past also, and that's something that really incorporated a lot when I was coaching at NAS. Talk about discrepancy. Um, you know, a lot of the meets that we would go to in our area um, with Lewis, we would try new things in practice and then incorporate them in specific meets during the season. So if we travel to a bigger competition, more high stakes, uh, like our conference meets, things like that, we didn't really deviate from from the norm. But when we um, when we knew that, you know, he's already thrown 1997, the next closest competitor is going to be, like, say you know, 1697. So that 10 foot difference, we knew that we could try something new in competition to see how his body would react, see how, um, physically and mentally how he just, he performed. So we would go through, you know, same routines, uh, same warmups, and then we would try new technique for those competitions as a mechanism of, okay, We'll incorporate something new here. It's a lower stakes meet. Maybe it's not as critical for us to set a PR here, but we could try something new as we build towards the next competition. And uh, it's really interesting, the last couple podcasts, 
these hand gestures here that I'm making as I'm on my way to school. Anybody that's passing me or what have you, who knows what uh, what they're thinking. But anybody coming towards me sees my right and left hands going all over the place here. But um, yeah, so trying to trying to emphasize maybe something new because the dis- distance thing it could be kind of tricky sometimes. Like even now this year with um, uh, with Dylan, you know, we're a consistent 48 meter discus thrower. Um, we haven't been to a, a meet yet this season where uh, there's I don't want to say close competition. But, you know, someone where they're going to throw 46, 47 also. So they're going to kind of press a little bit. So some of the some of the newer nuances that we've been working on in practice, we've been slowly incorporating. And as his confidence starts to build, as he starts feeling more comfortable, we're unleashing these new techniques or these new cues or new things that we're working on in the circle. So there's something to be said where, you know, there's find some value in the competition, right? Pick one or two things to work on and emphasize. And of those things, you know, if, if it's something, you know, technical that you're trying to incorporate at a meet of that caliber, even though it might be um, a high stakes competition, right? The competitors might not be as higher I don't want to say quality but I, I think you I think you understand what I'm trying to say so you can have a high stakes meet your national championships but if you're the competitor that's coming in I don't know 70 meters in the hammer and the next closest competitor is 55 it's a high stakes meet but the competition might not be as high stakes right so the competition's important but the other competitors, you know, 15 meter difference in, in a throwing event, like that's, it's really, it would be really difficult to uh, uh, overcome if you're like the second or third competitor. I mean, it's happened, but in those particular situations, there are ways to to still get yourself amped up and um, more present. And actually, that's, that's the third strategy is to kind of take a step back recognize that you're having these thoughts right recognize that these are creeping into your mind uh that you're thinking about eh, you know I'm, i really don't want to be here this competition isn't as good um, and then refocus that energy you know take the time to acknowledge those thoughts and then repurpose that energy into one of those new technical cues that you might be working on or one of those um uh new um, habits or ritual or some other aspect of throwing that you're going to incorporate and uh, and bring it into into the competition there. Because I think I mean I've competed in competitions. I, I know athletes <laughs> this year. Uh, you could just kind of tell sometimes by the looks on their faces how engaged they are. Happened at NAS. Happened at Fredonia. I'm sure there's every team has an athlete at one time or another that for whatever reason just did not feel, um, you know, as engaged in what was um, happening uh, in, in the competition. But if we're able to kind of recognize and refocus our energies, right, think about our, 
purpose, like our why, like what we're trying to accomplish, like what the goal is for that competition. And then pick a couple of technical cues that we might otherwise not be um, as, um, I don't know, comfortable incorporating in a more higher stakes meet where you have to PR in order to make the finals. Where at some competitions you don't need to, that the gap is so great that you can really put a focus on something, um, you know, something new where you still feel comfortable that, you know, a five meter drop off or just average or what have you, um, you know, still be able to bring uh, the certain results or outcomes that that you might be interested in, um, you know, accomplishing or achieving for that competition. So that's it for uh, this Friday, beautiful sunny Friday morning. Hope everyone has a great meet this weekend, a nice holiday weekend. This is Charles Inferno. You've been listening to the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. Have a great day.